0: Hey Queeros, this week's episode is a chat with writer and rapper Micah James. By the way, that's like such a... What is the word I'm trying to say? Satisfying. It's very satisfying to be a writer and rapper. Rapper, writer, Micah James. Wow, I like that even better. Um, Just as a heads up, I have sold out eight out of the ten shows that I have coming up in Brooklyn. There's still some shows. There's still not some shows. There's still some tickets available for uh, Wednesday, May 29th, but not for very long because, yo, your boy's going to sell out ten shows. You can go to my website, CameronEsposito.com, or you could go to Union Hall, which is where I'll be performing. Or, hey, do you live in Los Angeles? And you're like, what the crap? I'm not going to be in Brooklyn. Well, on April 13th, which is just a few weeks away, I will be at Dynasty Typewriter here in Los Angeles. You can get those tickets also at CameronEsposito.com. Enjoy the episode! I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still on. Darling, I know, I know, I know it's careless. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I always have folks introduce themselves. Would you introduce yourself?
1: Yes, my name is Micah James. Um, that's it, because I don't know why I'm here, because I'm looking at this like smattering of names here and it's a really important cool people mm. and i am like just a humble artist musician now slash television writer okay I yeah
0: I, I mean well um
1: i guess not humble i mean no i
0: mean also it, right before when you said you don't know why you're here and then you and yeah. then you had all these yeah. you did have a few
1: things to say <laughs> after. i have some superlatives <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, what do you want to talk about first? You said, you said, and now television writer. So, that, so that's the most recent thing.
1: That's the most recent thing that's been accidental and really fun and interesting. So I guess that's a good place to start. Um, and that's actually uh, how I met Sierra, um, working on this TV show called Drop the mic, which airs Wednesdays on TNT. So yeah. please watch it because I really need it to get renewed because this is all new to me and I really don't want it to end. Um, the healthcare, the money. I'm friends
0: with Eliza Skinner.
1: Eliza is so cool. Uh, I love her podcast. Also, cool yeah. playlist. Yeah, um, that's what it's called. Um, Eliza's super smart. I miss her on the show. She was the head writer for right. like two seasons. Um, she's just great.
0: But how did you, I know you said accidental. Oh, I don't think it's that accidental, but how how yeah, did you maybe, get hired yeah. to write for Drop the Mic? <laughs> yeah. Which is well, first of all, maybe we could describe uh, the show a little bit.
1: Okay, so the show it's really cool in concept. It's where um, celebrities come and they battle rap each other. They like you know they just like do but surely a thing.
0: they're just like spouting that stuff off. Like, what opportunity would you even have to write? Because uh, <laughs> random celebrities that are athletes or yeah. like um, moguls sure. are also good at rapping, They right? also
1: have that secret skill up there. Where sleeves. they can
0: just spit rhymes? Is that Instantly. the right?
1: Dr. Phil's one of the best.
0: Terminology?
1: Off the, yeah. for? O- off the dome, um, um, so to speak. You know, so I write. The the raps and some of the (gasps) sketches. I know a lot of people at home are are really shocked and sad. I can't believe it. To hear that. Yeah. How Um, much
0: rehearsal goes on?
1: So much. So much that I don't even want to say it to make anyone feel bad about how much time they... Oh, it would
0: take me... Whatever amount of time you're going to say, that's how much it would, I'll that's how this. long it would take me.
1: Actually, it never takes, it, it's never that long because we have a really quick shooting turnaround. Like mm-hmm. we get people in and out of there within like 90 minutes. And that's like really fast for, like we get an audience in and do it all. Um, that every, is
0: extremely fast Yeah, because it, it's like a half hour.
1: Yeah. everyone you tape is, a half
0: hour show in 90 minutes. Yeah.
1: That's everyone wild. with like with sketches and package elements and that's all wild. these things. People are, are better than they give themselves credit for. And I'm always an advocate of like. Rapping is not hard. Now being a great rapper is different, but sit, finding your internal rhythm and going with it and letting it lead you is like a simple thing. And uh, that's partially my job. And that's how I started writing. Cause I, um, I was a coach and I was coaching people like Halle Berry and Dr. Phil and all these like really cool like situations. And then so much of my job became editing. Cause the way you say something, the way something is written, is not natural, not necessarily how you would naturally say it. So we would like find the way that like, how does this, how would you say this, and then you make certain lyric changes because people are celebrities and sometimes they're like, oh, I don't want someone saying, I don't want to sure. say that, that's whack. And um, you and were then, a
0: coach for that show,
1: yeah. And so I made all these, you know, I would just make edits and changes to the mm-hmm. script, and then eventually uh, they asked me. They were like, it was really weird too. They asked it like I would, I was gonna say no. They were like, well. So much of what you do is is writing anyway would you want to join the writing I mean you'd have to join the guild and I was like you mean like with the with the, the secure pay and yeah. the health care yeah okay I'll do that <laughs> um and so now I'm a I'm a TV writer
0: And what qualified you to be a coach for the show to begin with
1: I am a really really good rapper
0: do you see i'm
1: i i will say that about me i'm 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 the best rapper i ever heard (laughs) no
0: i'm just kidding um
1: no i've been rapping since i was a little boy and it's just like a passion of mine and not just i it's weird to like say it this way but i feel like scholarly when it comes to like understanding rap and music in general i mean i'm a big music fan and I I make all kinds of music, but rap was something that I was exposed to at an age. Like I had a dad who was kind of more like an older brother in terms of like the things that of being cool, but also like his lack of responsibility. Um, So (laughs) he played rap in the car with us all the time, all the early stuff. I mean, uh, I guess early, I was going to say like NWA and public enemy, but there's a whole generation before that. Um, But we were exposed to it like all the time and, and inundated with it. And I was just like,
0: Where'd you grow up?
1: Ontario. Oh. Not not Canada. Not the one that everyone always thinks. I'm from-
0: Ontario, like that is, it's like an hour from here. Yeah.
1: The IE, where we have uh, an an international airport, Ontario International, where if you, you know-
0: if you accidentally are on kayak and you're trying to get that really good the, fare. If you, you want to you save might, $15. You might have been routed through Ontario without realizing it.
1: Yeah. If you were a total cheapskate and it's, like, <laughs> it's worth it to you to save as 30 when you, bucks. That's when
0: you click Los Angeles area airports yeah. without realizing it.
1: And you want to go to there or like John Wayne Airport or yeah. whatever. What is Ontario, Ontario
0: like? I've never been there.
1: Um, it's, I think it like used to be a really heavy, like dairy like area, like there's a lot of like in South Ontario, there's a lot of like farms with cows and stuff. It, it it kind of stinks. It's a really shitty place. Is it
0: like uh the cows are walking around or is it like factory farming? They're walking
1: around. It might have changed, okay. but it's like a it's a simple kind of place. It's cool. it's I wanna say maybe like a population of like two hundred thousand, maybe oh, yeah. maybe whatever. So it's like a decent suburb of, of LA. Um, um just a slow place like a place where it was apparent to me really early on that like oh we i you can't stay here it's just <laughs> like not it's just like it's not moving at the pace that somehow i i feel was within me and
0: what did your folks do there
1: my dad worked for um Verizon but at the time it was General Telephone GTE um, and that's how I met my mom. She was like an operator. Like she would be like, hello, this is, you know, how, operator, how can I connect you? And then I guess they connected and whatever. Um, and they
0: met via the phone.
1: Yeah. Well, no, like, like or, just like walking, like being, he was like, dang, who's that? And oh, okay. Was, all right. That's know, all, back. that's a, now nah, like, yeah, I was just
0: imagining like this, like sell up. this movie, like, yes. sell, you know, like the, that's the operate and they fall uh-huh. in love with each other's voices first.
1: Misconnection yeah. coming this fall. Yeah. Um, so that's how. That's what drops bo- line. Drop line. I'm oh, that's good. Other, Wait, I don't well, know. We, yeah, we can spin that out. Kind yeah. of like uh, other- drop the mic. We can do a commercial out that's of that. That's right. That's good. That's- um, and then she started. My mom is also a seamstress, and so she became. She left the the phone company and started, like, making clothes. And then she became, like, it's weird. She, like, started working for this company called Cloth World, which I think got bought out by Joanne's Fabrics years and years ago. And she was, like, a general manager. And I remember being really little, and she had a company car. And I was like, oh, my mom is, like, she's tight. She's doing stuff. Yeah. Um. So that's them. That's what they did. And um, I grew up there. I was really... Humble and small and and weird. I had at that time. I only had one little brother. Now I'm the eldest of five. Um, things expanded. Um, we grew up Jehovah's Witness. Oh, um, really? Yeah. It was. It was a lot. It was crazy.
0: Um. Maybe I don't know as much about that as like if you would ask me, I'd be like, I know what that is, but sure, I'm not sure I know what that is.
1: I mean, it's just like a sect of Christianity. This. The specifics are, you know, for every religion are, like, kind of, like, what defines it. But it, for the most part, it's the same. I would say, like, the major things are that, like, uh, we, it's, it's crazy the stick, the, like, the dogma that stays with you. I was going to say, we don't believe, even though I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, and that part is, like, a weird part of my history. Um jehovah's witnesses don't believe in the trinity so there's no like father son holy ghost or like those things exist they just there's not like a three-in-one component right um
0: catholics have that
1: yeah unlock unlock yes um it's funny before i came in i was listening to your ira episode and you're like you're um you're, you're growing up in catholic school and that was really interesting it made me think about like my religious upbringing um I guess the holiday thing sometimes weirds people out um, because we don't celebrate I, I can't stop oh, it. I am so no, – Are I there, there so, no birthdays? Wait, no birthdays um, because the thought I think is that um, you're not supposed to like elevate yourself above anyone else and like you're supposed to give glory to God every day and it's not whatever – even though it's like, it feels like it feels like a weird technicality. And you, as a child, you really like feel it. Like you feel isolated and ostracized because you're at school and all of your kids are like, like, you know, all of your friends are eating cupcakes that someone brought for their birthday. And you have to like go to the library and like read in silence and you can't participate. And you're just like, oh, so.
0: Oh, I don't think I knew that. I oh. mean, again, this is just like, uh, I guess just a blind spot for it's me. It's crazy. Um, but- you can't celebrate other people's birthdays. You, you cannot be in the room for that. You can't
1: do that. We would have, like, holiday parties. We couldn't participate. I didn't join. One of, like, the biggest, like, regrets of my life is not, like, being involved in a music program when I was younger and, like, learning, like, oh, sure. theory and stuff. And the reason that my parents said I couldn't do it was because there was always, like, a Christmas program and holiday music that the, 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 the kids in the music program had to do. And they were like, well, you can't do that. What is
0: – so – christmas it also is in this category mm-hmm. but what about the do you i'm trying to square uh thinking that jesus is a supremely helpful human yeah. slash deity <laughs> but that not because so, like I can understand the not celebrating uh, individuals' birthdays, but like that guy's birthday feels like it would be the one that would rise above.
1: Sure, it's just it's and it's because again, more like, more like biblical technicalities and things like that. Like the thought is that that's not actually Jesus's birthday. It's like, and it uh,
0: definitely isn't. By the way, yes, you mean December (laughs) twenty (laughs) fifth? No, certainly isn't. Yeah, stolen (laughs) stolen from a whole different. Oh no! Do you need like some tea?
1: No, I'm okay. It's like I took like a ton of echinacea and something called turmeric supreme. Like I'm good to go. It's just like the last little bits of like this cold. It's just like exiting. a couple
0: different turmeric's, and one of them's Diana Ross. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: <apologize>. It's totally.
0: <laughs> I don't know why.
1: Oh my gosh! Hi, Sierra. <laughs> Hi, Sierra. Oh um, my gosh. Um. So it's yeah, it's like a pagan holiday. It yes, it is. And we're just Christmas like. Christmas
0: trees. Those Je- things aren't Joe's Jesus. Are
1: just like. No, none of that. We have to make this like very firm delineation that like we don't rock with none of that. We're over here doing our thing. So, and- do
0: you, is is his birthday celebrated at a different time, or is it just like he he came to be?
1: He came to be kind yeah. of. Um, I mean, the thought that the thing that I, w- I was always like taught growing up was like it was around like the fall or like some okay. you know like some sort of time like that. The thing that they do celebrate though is what they call the memorial but that's like the the resurrection time like that mm-hmm. we you know passing the the wine and the the unleavened bread like easter's type stuff and that happens around like springtime
0: and so this community of people i'm going to like i have no i have no guess even on how mm-hmm. queerness fits in there
1: oh it's a you know it's a no it's a it's
0: but like a, uh what same, i guess like, what same. kind of stuff were you taught maybe
1: in that Community. all the well it's it's interesting cuz you have i had that community and also like my dad which was like a, another weird like anti-gay kind of like aspect so It was very like that's wrong don't do that like the religion speaks against it all the like leviticus like damnation man not lying with man like it's the same bible you know um so it was that and i was like oh that's crazy and then getting home it would be like another element my dad was like if any of my sons is gay i'm gonna cut their dick off i was like what in the world like so fearful but also like puzzled like that sounds kind of gay too. Like, why would you say that? Um, <laughs> so I was just from a very early age determined to, to not do any of that. I was like, Mm-mm, I have to like quell all of these like urges and interests and not do gay things.
0: I mean, it is the same Bible, but even I think um, like, I actually realized, I think, I think Catholics believe that gay people are real. Which is, like, something that I think there are a lot of yeah. uh, Christian denominations that don't. Sure. Like, because Catholics are kind of taught, like, separate the sinner from the sin. Definitely. Um, and uh, I only realized, like, much later that that must mean that must, like, posit that, like, gay People are real because it's like if you have these urges, don't act on them. Sure. Versus, I think there are other people that are like these urges are fake, you know. Like, and I think there's sort of two ways of interpreting that.
1: No, that's not like that. Like, it's that's there's an understanding, and it's like there were. I remember people being like, "Oh, you know, this needs to be. We need to pray this away. This is a real thing. This is real, but it
0: could go away. Yeah, and you can
1: like, you know, I knew such a you know Johnny down the street. You know, he was gay, but like, you know, he got married. He's good now. You found Jehovah. That's uh, funny,
0: but. too, because I don't know that. I am I mean, I guess it's like, I think, um, I mean, truly, and this is, I'm not saying this to, like, uh, as a joke. I think, actually, mostly in the Catholic Church, you don't, I don't know that you get married. I think you go into the priesthood. Yeah. Because, again, it's not necessarily about change or conversion. It's about, like, suppression. Exactly. So, if you are, like, then that is a real split there. Mm-hmm. Like, people that are, like, used to be that, prayed it away, now is mm-hmm. married to a woman. That's pretty different than... Uh, is that still praise it
1: for containment? <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, and is it life respon- of celibacy. Yeah. yeah, and is
1: responsible for like teaching other people like how to do similar, right. And like guiding them within the faith. I don't know. It's I, it's, yeah. it's incredible that 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 happens. Um,
0: and it's and I mean it's it's uh, it's like so it's so intense to think about the people that would be involved in those marriages where oof. somebody is uh, like. Uh, Using that person as a, a stairway to heaven, as I it were, or whatever. But then it's also, you know, really – when we talk about, like, sex abuse in the Catholic Church, it's, like, folks who have, like, just no connection to healthy mm-hmm. sexuality at all. It's, like, no yeah. no wonder that um, it created the unhealthiest total sexuality, which is uh, – <laughs> crime like you know but because but it's yeah when you don't have any options
1: yeah that was the only that was one of the few things that I looked back on about that time period kind of like positively about myself um that I never I didn't have like fake girlfriends I didn't I there was something in me that was like if you don't want to if you're not ready to like be out and gay or whatever that's fine but like don't put your shit on someone else or whatever. Don't mm-hmm. enter into like a duplicitous arrangement because you're trying to do something, whatever. Like I just, I stayed to myself. I didn't date anyone. I didn't have boy secret boyfriends or girlfriends. I was just like, I'm just alone. And when questions would come up, which they would, because people be were like, oh my God, Micah, like you play on the basketball team and you're like, you do all this like school where like you're popular. Why don't you have a girlfriend? And I would always fall back on, like, the religious like Oh, you know, in our faith, we're not supposed to date frivolously. You know, we're supposed to consider that when we're at an age and a time when we want to get married. So people will be like, oh, okay.
0: And the uh, most folks, because you said that other folks were celebrating birthdays, most folks at your school were not Jehovah's Witness.
1: No, not yes. at all. There were, there were a couple kids who I knew from, like, going to church or they call it the Kingdom Hall, um, and we would – it was always weird seeing them in the daylight. Cause I would be like, like they, I feel like they were really about it maybe. And I was like, Oh, I'm just doing this to get by. Like I have to do this. I do not care. And I kind of, if, if it weren't for this religion, I would not hang out with you. Cause like mm. you're whatever. And then I'll, it, the, the funny thing is that, or maybe not the funny thing. It's kind of sad. I feel like years later, a lot of those same kids went through their own kind of like detaching from the religion, but in like kind of destructive ways. And you would be like, Oh, like, This shit fucked you up. And it fucked me up, too, and I get it. But, like, you know, they would get real heavy into, like, drugs and things that were, like, that they couldn't manage. And I think it was a way of, like, taking the, like, the firmest step outside of, like, what they had grown up knowing. And it was just like, ooh. Like, girl, you spiraling.
0: Yeah, because in your mind... Like it was pretty restrictive upbringing. Super. So like the only way to step out is full extreme to the other side.
1: Yeah. I think for a lot of people, but I, that was, that's never been me, but maybe that's because yeah, I have no, like I a, mean,
0: I'm just, I, I'm curious about what you're describing. Cause I think it's like, like different fa- faiths. Um, it is so different growing up. Like, f- like for Catholicism, I actually think most people kind of gently slide out. Like, it's like not usually yeah. what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. Uh, you kind of pick or choose what you like. Yeah. There's a lot of flexibility within the community for folks that are just like, my main thing is I go to church on Christmas or yeah. whatever. You kind of slide out of the, yeah. the um, commitment over time. Sure. And I, I think that it's a it's like a faith community that provides space for that. Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to other communities where like you're in or you're out, you're like in or this or you're is out. like a community where it's like, we have football teams and stuff. So it's like, that's also a way, you know, yeah. that you could, so-, so it's like, if you don't want to come to church, but like you do cheer for Notre Dame, like that counts, you know, like I, th- and I think that's different than a <laughs> totally. lot of, it's different than what you're describing.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, I think about that sometimes too, if that's just, I mean, the reasoning for that, cause I have like friends who are, who grew up Catholic and aren't really practicing, but like, it's, it's with them forever in a way that's like, sure. uh, and it's not like, it's not an indoctrination in a sense. It's more, it's like, it is like, it's in your blood. Like Catholicism is like, this is just an identity. It's like, I, it's almost like you are born that way in a weird sense. Yeah. You know, I like, mean,
0: it's a culture. I yeah. mean, but what you're describing is a culture too. Sure. It's just a culture that maybe, well, I'm, I'm curious as to how you figured out that you wanted to be outside that culture.
1: Um, I just, uh, laziness, I guess. I just, like the, up, the <laughs> upkeep, the upkeep, going to like, going to all those meetings and having to appease like all these different people. And then like, just like, it's just like, it's tiring to, tell lies to live, to not be you. It's just so easier to be like, this is me and I do not care. And I'm, if you don't like me, I'm going to stay in the house and watch TV. And that sounds cool to me, you know? Um,
0: We don't really talk about that very much, but I think that's such a good point. Like, I think uh, oftentimes when people talk about coming out, it's like, why did you come out? And um, it's shaped as like a political act, which, you know, it is. Or it's shaped as like a, so I could bring my girlfriend home for whatever, you know, like, And that's true too.
1: All inspiring. But
0: I also think like, you're right. It's exhausting to not have people know you. And that's why when, when, you know, um, when somebody does something like come out at
1: work Mm -hmm. and
0: it's like, why your personal life, like you didn't even need to bring that in here. It's like, no, no, but I was editing myself on a constant basis. And that was taxing.
1: It's taxing. It's stressful. It's like my brain is constantly going anyway so having to incorporate like new shit like that and like getting my lies straight which is a funny turn of phrase like um (laughs) yeah it was like just a lot you know and then it's funny because and i was i came out late or what i consider late for my own life but it was right on time for me i was was 26 27 something like that and it was um I will never forget any of that time period. It was so um so weird and so much upheaval happening emotionally for me. Um I did it after my dad passed away. Um that again like that fear was still with me forever and I could like I could just feel him being like don't you do it. Don't I don't want no gay. But what happened actually was maybe like three or four months before he passed away. This is 2008, 2007. Um, we had a conversation on the phone and and we never, we always had like a joking relationship. Like we would crack jokes and it was cool. I, I mean, my dad was my dad. He had like that weird, some weird stuff about him, but I loved him and he was like a weird complex figure in my life. But um, we had this phone conversation. And I don't know, I guess he could just sense things like me trying to please everyone or just whatever. And he just like was like, Hey, just be you, be happy. don't worry about, don't worry about pleasing your grandma because my grandma is the like the spiritual rock of the family. like she's the the main person for that kind of stuff. Um, and I you know, I just didn't want to let her down. I didn't want to do all these stuff and then, you know, trying to please my mom, and I don't know. And he was like, just be happy and it was a really short conversation and I, f- I feel like it was one of those like i know and it's cool but he would never like say it's wow. like whatever and um and then not long after he came after, after he passed away I just, you know i was just like okay this is like this feels like a sign or it feels like not that my dad had to die for me to like come out but it was like oh you just time is short be you be happy be whatever and then it took some time like getting as comfortable as i am now but at this point it's really like i do not give a fuck like about all that stuff and it's it's weird to like observe your own trajectory or take a step back because you're like oh that was me and it's a completely different person like i was shook i couldn't Mm -hmm. do i was like if it's that gay shit i am leaving it alone i'm gonna whatever
0: Ask you a follow-up question on that, and this yeah. is like pretty personal, but um was that conversation like when you look back? Yeah, is that is that enough for you, or do you wish that you had had a conversation that was more addressing the thing?
1: Completely? It's enough. It's enough. I do think about it. I do think about what would like when you are the person you are now, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I would not give a shit if he didn't accept me or like we could talk about it and if he didn't like it i'd be like fuck you like whatever like i'm out i'm living my life um but i'm i'm happy for what for that it was it was great at the moment and it was in his way it was i think it was as much as he could offer me
0: yeah and also i mean i think that's pretty kind on yourself too because it It is easy sometimes to apply, like, a retroactive skill set. I don't know how—I don't—I don't don't know how old you are exactly, but 26 to however old you are now, Mm -hmm. um, that's a skill set that you can't— Like, I I had a very similar—I asked because I had a—I was, like, really close with my nana, my Mm -hmm. grandmother, and um, I could not—I just couldn't figure— I actually think she would have been, like, totally fine with it. Yeah. um, But I just could not figure out how to bring it up. Yeah. She was— I, I, I wished often that my dad would just have told her. Yeah. Um, and then there was this conversation where she was, she asked me about my girlfriend who she knew. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, how many bedrooms in your apartment? This is the <laughs> conversation that I look back <laughs> oh, on. Oh my and God. And I was like, one, not And she was like, okay, Okay. well, congrats on the new place, you know? And that's the conversation we had. And it sounds like the conversation that you're talking about where it's like, really, what else could your dad have been talking about? Or what else could my not have? Like no dad has ever just like, you know, like be, be, you, be and, you, and don't worry. You know, like that's feel free. That's not like a
1: hey, son. You see that rainbow outside? It's just, it sure, it's pretty, right? It's just not <laughs> like
0: a. You know, I think you can. That's probably pretty clear. And I think um for such a long time, I felt so guilty because then she passed, and I was like, oh, I never came out to her. But I was like, yeah. no, I. Th- I think maybe I did. Like, yeah. and I think maybe I did it. Like that was the best I could do. Yeah. And I, I answered her honestly. Mm-hmm. I let her meet the person in my life, and yeah. not let her, but also wanted her to and everything yeah. and um you know so i i i always was like no nah, i never came out to my and i'm like no i think i yeah i think i did yeah i think i came out as to my i
1: nana. as i have gotten older the thing that that really helps me and that i've it that's tough to do but is essential for me is to really like like you just said like forgive myself and like let things like this is okay this is what happened and you can't change it or whatever like i i i for a long time, and I think this happens for a lot of people in the queer community, there's, like, you know, you, you were inspired by people, like, I came out when I was 12, or, like, my parents have always, like, let me be who I am. And I'm, like, oh, like, that's incredible. And I used to be, like, a little, like, low-key envious of that. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, that story. And I'm not disappointed for, like, I don't fit, I think I'm trying to, like, change the language of saying, like, well, I came out super late. It's, like, no, just, i just, like... It happened when it felt right, and whatever. I've, I'm, I'm not a late bloomer, as I've like always told myself. It's just like <laughs> things, ha- you know. They- what
0: was going on in your life when you like at 26? Like, obviously, you said that your dad passed, but what? Else, I, I guess I'm just trying to look at like. Were you dating at that point like were Nothing. you and it and you never had
1: Never had um not until I came out and then I like was dating everybody I was <laughs> like Yo, okay cool this is okay so this is dating you guys have been doing this for like since you were like 11 okay cool this is great um, First
0: of all not everybody's been doing it since <laughs> they were 11. No, you're that correct. is a myth that that uh that yeah. the that the Dating industrial complex would sure. have us believe. No, of course,
1: um, of course. Um, you uh, know,
0: it's funny because like we do, we look at the, it's like the most extreme example of, it's yeah. like a, It's like in business success or like, totally. you know, or any anything where you're like, everybody is a millionaire yeah. or like everybody had 72 girlfriends <laughs> yeah. at whatever age. Uh, um, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. Yeah. But so. I am curious about getting into the dating world, like at that place in your life, because mm-hmm. what else was going on? Like, professionally, where were you living, these kinds of questions? I was
1: living in Eagle Rock or Gliselle Park. Um,
0: Did you live by yourself? Did you have roommates? I
1: didn't. I lived with someone who I had a mad crush on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and that kind of, you know, all these, that Uh kind of like prompted me to come out more because like these, these feelings intensify. Like, I mean, someone who I would like, I was making him breakfast. I was (laughs) like, I mean, looking back, I was like, boy, you was playing yourself. Yeah. But, you know, I was like, I had these feelings. And I was like, I I need to, like, I can't suppress this anymore. Um, Also, at the time, my brother was in prison. And I'm, you know, I hope that doesn't make him feel some sort of way. He's not weird about it. But maybe he will be. I don't know. He's a Gemini. Um, And um, I remember writing him, or him writing me, actually. And him being like, hey, like, mom is worried about you. She thinks... (laughs) She thinks that you're like, maybe you're doing drugs or that you're gay or something. And I think I wrote back, like, I'm not doing drugs, period. And I love you too. (laughs) And so I had a conversation with her about everything. And I think she was sad at first because she's also. Was
0: that how you came out to him? Like, did he, like, he was like, Yeah. Understood.
1: Yeah. And he was like, and he was, he's so sweet. He's such a nice teddy bear. um, Was like, I'm so sorry for all the years when I would call you gay. Like, I didn't know I wasn't saying it cause I thought you were gay. I just was like, you would call me fat and I called you gay. Like, you know, brothers like making fun of each other. And I was like, it's fine. Like, I know you didn't mean that and whatever. Um, but that again was interesting because he was that like, kind of like put our family through a bunch of turmoil. He was like in prison for seven years and, when my dad died, he wasn't around. He couldn't mm-hmm. come out for that. And it's just like it, so many like things that.
0: Was that, do you remember like the next contact you had with him after you sent him this letter?
1: Um Did you
0: guys, when was the next time you? Probably
1: I have a visit. I might've gone up to see him. He was like in some, this prison that's in between like Bakersfield and like Fresno maybe or something like that. Like way up north, like annoyingly, a, a, like a terrible drive. And my mom would be like, we're going to go see Merrick. And I would be like. I don't want to go. And she was like, just come. Like, stop being lazy. Um, and I went and, we you know, we hugged and it was cool. It was, I mean, things, the the emotional moment, like, that, like, that huge, like, crescendo thing happens in our family. But, like, the aftermath is very, like, blase. There's no, like, shadow period of, like, let's continue, like, talking about this. It's wow. like it happens and then it goes away. Not, not real processors in our family everyone is like we don't this was uncomfortable we got through it I don't want to deal with so
0: it. accepted
1: yeah it's good move done got it we're done all right we don't need to talk about this no more wow which is kind of strange to me because I like to talk about my feelings and I do that often and I'm very like open about them or I try to be um so there's just a lot of suppression and all mm-hmm. of that so I mean and I don't know if that like is part of the, the DNA of the people in my family or if it, like, also stems from our religious background and all of these, like, things that, like, breed silence. That's um, a
0: tough position for, I think, a queer person to be in. I, I don't know if I'm, like, I don't know if you've had this experience, but yeah. I will say on my side of things, um, it did feel like, well, my, my situation wasn't like yours. Like, mm. it was very drawn out yeah. and messy yeah. um, but then after that cleared up it was like there was this sort of like yeah. alright now we've got it <sighs> and um, and then sometimes after that happened so I guess that would be like the equivalent time period or whatever it's like once we've all made peace with everything mm-hmm. um, it would feel sort of intense for a while if I would want to bring something up yeah, like it turns out that my identity actually affects me on like a daily basis for, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, some of this was during like marriage equality was happening, you know, like after my parents were like, they're like, we're like totally on your side. You know, we like, we're mad at the church for the way they think of it. And I'm like, okay, here's some cool progress or whatever. then I'd be like, and I, you know, and then I also want to talk about this and it would be a little bit like, but we have to bring this up again Uh, though, because we're already on your side. So, but like not on your side so that we want to like,
1: Yeah. Chat about it. We're just, like, on your side. Hey, don't push it, buddy. Okay, like, all right, we get it.
0: I mean, is that something that you've experienced in just, like, because I'm imagining, like, this big crescendo of coming out, and then, like, did they want to hear about stuff after that?
1: No, and I think in the immediate aftermath, there was, like, (sighs) like, oh, well, you know, don't make any, like, firm decisions. Maybe (laughs) this is the, like... Maybe oh, the, man, I, was I really
0: like, know that.
1: I was like, yo, like, I've been gay since I was like, ever, you know, like, I mean, I remember going across the street at like, five years old and yeah. like, doing stuff with like, my little neighbor friend, you know, what I mean, like, it was like, I mean, this is like, for sure, mom, like, I'm like, this ain't gonna change. But you can't convince them of that. I guess like, we don't. I just don't bring this stuff up. I, it's Still to this day still to this day, not out of fear, just like, I don't, you know, like I'm, my mom knows boyfriends of mine. Like there's no, like, I, I don't feel any like trepidation about like being myself around them, yeah. but we like, especially like anything that's like rights or social justice or whatever, like, as far as like queerness is concerned, it's just like, for me, it's like, my mom is my mom. My, my family's my family. Like they're going to do what they're going to do. And I try to lead by example or just like do what I'm going to do anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't talk about it again because maybe because out of just laziness or just like I get exhausted having to educate people or having to like bring them along. And I think the thing that gave me a lot of like a, a lot of like um, uh, relief of stress or anxiety was when I was able to compartmentalize that part of my life. And cause I always was trying to have this like really rich family experience where like, no, this isn't my family. And like, if I have progressive thoughts or if I'm like thinking about the world in this like really what I hope is a good way, I want them to do it too. Or like, you know, and then I was just like, there's my family. This is the people that I was born with. And it doesn't mean that I don't love them or I don't care about them or want them to succeed. Like I got you. Like, you know, if you need things, we're here, whatever. But you're not someone who i would pick out on the street and be a friend to like you i just like you you're weird sometimes and that, that that is what it is and i i don't think that conflicts with like the love i have for these people but it's like
0: no i mean i i think that some of what you're talking about it's it's funny like multiple times i think you've brought up stuff that like we don't talk about so much in the community and you're like describing it as laziness, but it might actually be like healthy boundaries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, You're like, I might just be too lazy to drag my family along with me for the rest of my life and try to change their minds about minutia. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't know, that might be, some of that might be like uh, some positive, you know, ways of taking care of yourself. Like, Definitely. I think it is really important. I think it is really important as queer folks, like, especially with our families, that if it's safe to do so, like if, you know, yeah. we're, we're in a position, we're safe, like that they know who we are for multiple reasons. Like, I think it's important politically. I also think for yeah. mental health, it's like important that they know who we are. But in terms of what you have to do after that, I mm-hmm. think that really, it's a, it's a personal choice. Yes.
1: You have to take care of yourself. And I feel, and I've just, I, I'm a friend of mine. My friend AD, said a thing that, that sticks with me. And I think about it all the time. I am addicted to me time. I really am like, if it's about taking care of me so I can be better in the world, I I do it, and I am not interested in like changing the minds of people who think stupid things. Like if you are someone who's homophobic, like it's obviously like fuck you, but like like you're just cut off. Like you're not even in the running to become America's next top person. Like you <laughs> just like you are out, and I don't need to deal with it. You know, I and for so long, and 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 that's not a knock to anyone who is like. Well, no, my my goal and my purpose is to, like, go out and, like, convince people or at least have these really right. difficult conversations. I think that there's a necessity for that. It's not—that's not for me. I can't do it.
0: I mean, I think that it's really important to represent— I've because of the—because of what's going on in mm-hmm. the White House yeah. right now, I, a lot of times in these conversations, people bring up, like, sort of their— like, what they're doing about it. It just happens, like, conversationally. Yeah, sure. And you're right. There are a lot of folks who are, like— um, pretty firm on bridge building yeah. being the thing right now. And then there are a lot of folks who um, maybe feel bad if that's not the thing that they're doing. You know, yeah. I, I feel, uh, I guess I would say like self-protection yeah. is also okay. Like, I think we are trying to figure out as a community and then as individuals, yeah. like what, what are the things that we're required to do?
1: Yeah, I'll say this. Like, if you still have you know, archaic views like that, like today, it's a, it is a no for me. I will say that like, it doesn't mean that you can't come around and learn. And, and I think that I'm someone who appreciates growth. Obviously like these, like I'm telling a story about my life and like, I was a different person and like, you you know, people change and people learn things and that's great. And that's what life is about. So I'm not like, it's not like you're cast out, but it's like, You, there is some, just do the work, figure it out on your own. And then you can like come back into this like community of like regular people who don't (laughs) think, like we're not geniuses. We're just like people who don't think the dumbest thing in the world. (laughs) And um, It is
0: a huge burden of emotional labor to just like have to, you know, I got called a dyke on the street the other day on my own block, on my own (laughs) block. Somebody crossed this, a man. Uh
1: Uh-huh. It's always, always a man. Always <laughs> man.
0: A man crossed the street and called me a dyke and then crossed over to the other <laughs> oh side of the God. street.
1: I don't want to be on the same street. But as also, you anymore. like,
0: first of all, you could just yell it. Yeah. I don't know if I I didn't I Which didn't is, want to give him tips, but it's yeah. like you didn't even have to do all that. I would have Which got is what more you meant. effective
1: and yeah. more like in step with like that kind of rhetoric. Right. Like you're supposed to yell it. Like you're supposed to be not, angry and you, like shake your fist. You got
0: your steps in or whatever, but um, <laughs>
1: he's fitbitting his hatred i love it
0: i i part of my reaction is so i actually then i had this really weird experience i've never had this experience before Mm -hmm. i saw he walked into a house i saw where he lived never has any oh wow that is crazy many 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 (laughs) first of all this that's how comfortable this guy was he was like you know dyke and then like walked into his house (laughs) like nothing will happen to me Um, (laughs) like he
1: opens the window and looks at you like that's just I, I, I live here it. this yeah. is my
0: address look oh, at the thing bold. um but i had like some i had like a moment where i was like i think i should go knock on his door mm-hmm. like i think i should go knock on his door yeah and whatever and then i was like this person could have a gun like yeah. i mean like i it's i don't real. think i like live in a neighborhood where i'm gonna we, yeah get shot like but
1: you for, also probably for, don't think you live in a neighborhood where a neighbor exactly. is going to like boldly call you right. a dyke. Like, That's what like, I mean.
0: I, I don't think I live in a neighborhood where I'm gonna get shot if I am a dyke walking onto someone's property. Yeah, but like you're saying, I don't.
1: People are crazy and stupid, and it's just like so, I have, oof, I'm. I'm so sorry that happened. Also,
0: thank you. Also, what? Yeah. And then I guess the other thing is, what are the neighborhoods where that? where you're not going to get shot for being a dyke and walking onto somebody's property. Turns out that it actually is impossible to tell. <laughs> exactly. By neighborhood,
1: by neighborhood. There's no... <laughs> there's no neighborhood score. Yeah, everybody. there's
0: no, like, not going to get... <laughs>
1: it's, uh, uh, yeah. it's it, like, these things. It's so exhausting. It's, like, right. and I think, if anything, I wish I could, like, convey that to people who don't get it, to to either straight people who have a tr- a tough time understanding or, what you know, it's just existing in your skin in this world in this place is it's just tough in general and the things you have to contend with i I don't get it and it i think i'm a logical person and a problem solver so when things don't make enough rational sense they frustrate me and i'll get i get stressed and i'm just like i can't do that anymore and it's like fuck them like I, i just i don't know it's weird that brought up a weird thing, like an identity thing for me, your story. Um, it makes me think that I think about from time to time. Um, because growing up the way I presented was very, I did not get called names a lot, you know? Um, I made sure that I've like played sports. I was like captain of the basketball team. Um, also that like coincides with the thing, like a racial thing as well for me, like, because I am black, but my mom is white, I look a certain way, and so I didn't grow up being i had like very few instances I can remember being called the n word you know from someone in 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 hate in a hate way um and i don't I don't know if I even have a point about that i just i i constantly think about uh, you know how we pass, how certain people pass, mm-hmm. and how certain people can't pass, and those luxuries and that those privileges. Um and it's like I sometimes I'm like, people, are like, well you had it good because you look like just an athletic, straight whitish man who like lived his life. And I was like, well, yeah, that's true. And I there are days when I really was thankful for that that I could hide under that. But then also there is like all that suppression and all of that. Like it was it's a construction. Like the identity I have now I'm okay with it but it it's built off of years of weird labor and like hiding and lies and I can't undo it so mm-hmm. it just is what it is it's like a it's like offering someone a knot and it's like this is the knot and <laughs> that I am and it's not going to be untangled yeah. and all I can do is like make sure that every strand that comes henceforth is not tangled and like as honest and open as possible but yeah I just yeah I don't know I, I almost, I almost no. want to be like that's a bad thing that I never got called a faggot on the street or whatever you know but it's 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 not but it is and it's lot of things we have different
0: burdens here because here's the thing like yeah. I um, I used to have like longer hair on one side of my head and when yeah. I had that hair I very rarely got called stuff on the street I still did but mm-hmm. like less than I do now I've noticed it is a I wear like same clothes yeah I walk the same way yeah you know uh, it's a really stark contrast to me so that's number one mm-hmm. just in terms of like how good people are at picking up cues, Mm -hmm. you know, like not as good as we all
1: think or whatever,
0: you know, like, so a certain percentage of every, um, underserved or minority group is bearing the brunt of like you fall in the exact category (laughs) that I think, you know, totally. But for you, you, that's a different burden Mm -hmm. to know, first of all, to constantly have to place yourself for other people yeah, and to constantly have to, uh, like I'm sure, I mean I'm gonna ask you a question, and I I'm gonna say that I think the answer is yes. Sure. Like, have you heard casual racism that was delivered to you because people thought you were always? A white oh person?
1: yeah, and now you know, and then <clears throat> when you're a certain age or maybe you know a certain level of fear or whatever, you you might not expose that or call it out or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you know nowadays it's again. I'm too lazy to not, like, say what do you fuck do? you.
0: Like, what do you... So, okay, so somebody's casually racist around you. I'll be
1: like, like, I, I, like yo, that's unacceptable. Like, I, I lost... Before I was writing, I was doing, uh, was doing PA work on commercials, like, uh, art department, which was so fun because I'd drive a truck and I, like, would be in there all day. I hated being on set, but, like, picking up stuff at Lowe's and, like, you know, whatever, that was, like, my shit. Um, and this boss that I had, whose name I will not say... Um there was like a casual racism moment like in the in the amongst other people on the art department team. Um they were going on they were, they were go- going in a circle and um they were all kind of friends you could tell. And she was like, "Oh, such and such is our token gay guy." Not talking about me, talking about this other person. They're like, "Oh, uh such and such is our token I don't know British. Per- I don't know some weird things like stuff like just what really yeah, okay. being like like this like <laughs> you're right. This is like we're all like we're all a thing. We're all these different things. I'm your token Australian and whatever. But um, really,
0: this is absolutely the kind of conversation that you fall into when you realize people are a group of friends. Like, oh, this is too comfortable. Anyway, too but comfortable. Is, like don't well, there's mixed don't there's there's other company here and yeah. they're, and
1: um, yeah. and then finally, this person said this like they didn't call me out which was like more offensive they were like oh if only we had like uh if only we had a black guy in here we'd have like a whole thing and i was like wait what and then i could hear that one of the other guys this like white dude he was like what? "I thought was, you know like whispering to her like it's like so now we're just it's like layers of discomfort and um i'm acting like i'm doing my work and she's like Oh, but like, he's like, I think he's like half or he's light. He doesn't count or something. And I was like, Whoa. oh,
0: my, oh my God. That just made me push my eyebrows up it's wild. into my hairline. This is
1: this was a white woman who like exclusively dates like, you know, darker oh, black sure. men and who thinks a certain like blackness is a certain thing and that she has a right to discuss it because of her dating history. It's so wild. So at that moment because we're in a professional setting and because um, I am always trying to secure the bag and I'm always like not trying to fuck up my, my livelihood. I didn't like put her on blast. I didn't like say anything at that moment, but later I told her and I was like, you know, like you said this thing and it was like, not cool. And we had like, I'd worked with her for a long time. We were like, kind of cool. We're almost friends. And I was like, you know, that's like, it just, it makes me like, look at you different. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. I, I started apologizing, you know, as yeah. we tend to do when sure. we're like.
0: Right. I'm um, so sorry that I now view you at less than I did before because yeah. of a terrible thing that you said. out yeah. of your mouth. Yeah. I feel bad. Well, willingly. I feel
1: bad that I feel bad. And yeah. You know, whatever. And, um, and she was like, Oh no, I didn't mean it that way. And Oh no, I'm so sorry. You took it that way. Like it was like, now oh, she, I was no. like, Whew. so it was one of those. And then I was like, well, it's, uh, it, it I don't want it to happen again. It's fine. I do. I do enjoy this job. I, and I told her like a day or two later, I didn't like pull her aside that day because I was worried that this was going to like impact my workflow and I need, I needed work at the time. Also, I still need work. So if anyone out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, please help Hit me him out. Up. Um, and she was like, no, I, are you kidding? You're my best PA. Like, I love you. Like, we're, we're good. Like, whatever. And then she never hired me again. I mean, I worked with her for like two years. And then after that, I didn't get one phone call from her. And I was like, oh, that's it. It was insane. I was like, you took my telling you that that's unacceptable as like an affront to who you are as a person or something or you just yeah maybe you view me as like now I'm a troublemaker because <laughs> I like because I didn't cause a scene because I brought this to you in a very right. like reasonable manner more reasonable than I, I should have been probably you know I was very like whatever or, very cool
0: like the like he humiliated me not I humiliated myself and he <laughs> yeah. noticed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And put a boundary down or whatever. Like exactly. that's that's like I think I I, I mean that's yeah. I can relate to that story. Mm-hmm. Um Well, I want to I mean this is also interesting cuz if you're somebody who's a, who's a very good rapper, yes. if you're somebody who's making lots of music or, uh-huh. or just in Hollywood in general mm-hmm. or like working any of the jobs that you're talking about, whether it's like behind the scenes or in a writers room or whatever, this is a city that is um, trying to find types. I think mm-hmm. like uh, it turns out the rap world, I think that's also true yes. for like people, I think, want to um, figure out what, what race they think you are or figure Always. out what your sexuality is. Definitely. So what is it like navigating that?
1: I, again, compartmentalization is my friend. Um, I, I like making music. And I don't make much money from it, um, like, as far as being an artist. And I don't have aspirations in, like, the commercial world. I, like, I write artsy, like, really, like, complex or what I, you know, what I think is complex or just, like, layered shit. I write my shit for me. It's, like, it's a safe space. If people like it, that's cool. Now, writing for other artists and that kind of thing is, like, where I'm, like, okay, let me get some money this way. And however you want to sound or come off, I can do it. Um and people generally don't care about those parts of me when I'm like doing a task. Mm-hmm. Um, as a writer, like uh, in the TV world, I've, I mean, I guess I don't find, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Cause I, I don't think about it anymore. And yeah. like, presenting myself as an artist so you get, like those two things feel very different. Um, like this is work and this is like me and I'm, I'm me unapologetically. And so I, I I guess people might want to like find out those things, but I don't care about their interest in like my (laughs) ethnicity or like how black I am or how not black I am or how straight or whatever I am, which is nil. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I guess I'm asking because like, again, when when we talk about like we have different burdens or whatever, like my, I think I made very early, I was like so exhausted by coming out that I think what I did was I was like, what if I could make a career where I constantly come out and I come out so often. (laughs) And then what if, and then as my style evolved, you know, like, I like my jackets kind of come out for me, you know, like I feel like I, some of what I'm doing is like alleviating some pressure for myself. Like I just, I am like so out in my work. I am so out like visually or whatever that I feel I spend a little bit of a Relief.
1: I hear you. Yeah. Um,
0: so I'm curious if yeah. you're in not my, maybe feeling that, or I don't no, know, maybe I, you no, are I, feeling got, that. No, I don't I, know.
1: You're right, I, and I do that in my own, in different ways. I, I don't. I, I guess I just I dress the same way I've, I've, I've dressed since high school. Like I just look. You look cute. Me, thank you.
0: You dress cute. That's how, thank no, you. Sorry.
1: Micah is cute, so just to make sure <laughs> you know. Um, but I do put. I put all of my life into my work, like the artistic stuff. Like if I'm not writing for a job, like it's like, if I'm talking about intimate relationships or I don't censor myself in a way. And, and, and rap is an interesting place because it's still wildly homophobic. It's still crazy misogynistic. It's like, it's rap is built on rap has its own reckoning to do because it's built on that framework among other frameworks. Like, you know, um, be- becoming self-sufficient and breaking away from this like American, like dream concept, like all those inspiring things about rap are true and hip hop, you know, it's like, that's, that's one of its identities. But the other one is also like, you know, these faggots out here, they're gonna get AIDS. it's like, what did you just say? Um And it's like, I'm aware of it. And I'm, I don't make work to combat that, but I don't, I'm not I'm not scared of like rap dudes thinking I'm gay.
0: Yeah, I mean just that you exist. I mean, I guess the
1: Also I'm better than those. like I'm like <laughs> yes. really like I'm just this shit when it comes like you can't you can't critique my content. You know what I mean? Like you could like be like, "Oh, like you missed a line even though I didn't" or whatever, but I just, I just like, yo, yo. Like, I mean, if you could defeat me or something, I look at it like in this way, then like, then you can police me or something, but you can't. So don't. And like, I think that's a concept for that's life. Right. Like, Don't just, like, just shut the fuck up. Like
0: also rap t- takes an enormous amount of heat. And I, for the, for these issues. And like, I, I mean, we understand the.
1: I mean, it's the, the, the same country. across the board. I was just going to say, know, we
0: understand the country that we live in. Like, yeah. yes, those messages are in those songs and like, you're right, there's a reckoning to be had and there's
1: mm-hmm. folks like
0: you getting in and like taking up space matters. But yeah. the the only movie yeah. that has been released in a mainstream capacity that included a same sex wedding is I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Are you serious? So it might not be <laughs> just the rap world and instead that like, because the rap world is also dominated by yeah. black men, you know, we like... Like that person being like wire, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that rapper that you were doing the voice of, Yeah, like it's somebody patrolling behavior norms. And we do that everywhere,
1: Everywhere. you know? And so,
0: so like, yes, it absolutely exists in that community. But like, if you are consuming other art, it exists there too. Exactly. Um,
1: It's everywhere. And um,
0: we're just maybe maybe more concerned about black men changing their behavior than we are about white men changing their behavior
1: well i always am i mean pardon me well yeah. but because well and, and i am because it's like it's almost like white men have been written off for me already and i don't just oh yeah this is like well whatever <laughs> white men going white men but like you know it's like it's like talking about your family where it's like i can't write off even, like, black men who are, like, struggling with those identity issues or, like, who don't, who haven't grasped it yet. Not, I'm not trying to create, like, a weird hierarchy or whatever. I'm just saying, like, as a person who is black, it's like, oh, okay, well, we can talk about... Th- The layers, there's layers to why like this, this thinking happens. And I'm not like, it's not because you're in a position of power. It's because like you want to mimic what you think is a position of power yeah. and you don't actually have it. So we have to talk. Let's unpack that. You know, a white person comes up and like, oh, this faggot. I'm like, I will just (laughs) laugh in his face. It's just like, oh my God, really dog? Like, I mean, I'm,
0: I'm glad like that's a, that's a relatable, I can relate to that because I have. Like, no patience for a uh, white queer person being like not examining their own racism. I have no patience for a cisgender yeah. person who identifies as queer not examining like their own transphobia. Ooh. Like, of course, yeah. like when it's, when it's a community that we're a part of that is also marginalized, yeah. we would expect, like, uh, I mean, I feel that way too. I expect yeah. that of communities that I'm a part of too.
1: Yeah, definitely. So
0: I hear you. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Before – I just want to make sure to get to this because, like, this is a question I have Mm -hmm. that I want to make sure we get to before the end of 60 Mm mins. Because when you were talking about starting to date at 26 Mm -hmm. and – well, like, I think most queer folks still go through this, like, double adolescence. Mm -hmm. You're right. There are now some folks who are doing the, like, I came out at 12 thing. But that's still – I think less common than at least some stagger step definitely between like, um, when my body started to do s- certain stuff and when I started to realize that I could be open about who I was, like there's that still that's that stutter there. And, um, yeah, I know for me, you know, I was like trying to figure out how to date having already dated. Like I like had dated a couple dudes and then didn't realize what was going, why that was not mm-hmm. working for me. And then like started dating women when I was 19. I was like, I felt like I was, uh, like a baby yeah um and i guess i'm curious for you especially like 26 it would feel like more pressure Mm. to me to be like a an adult
1: yeah to be like dating and in the world
0: but i feel like there's probably a lot of listeners who are in your position you know like who were i'm trying to date and other people seem to have a head start on me so i just didn't know if you had any like advice or experiences Uh, it was it
1: was definitely like that it was it was a major there was a a, a learning curve uh, involved with that where I remember being really emotionally invested in the people I was dating very early yes and like very like oh this is I guess we're together and it would be like after two dates or something you know like I just was like I want to do this right and I'm you know it's like having a clean slate and you're like all right let's not let's take this very seriously. And then, you know, that came and went and I was like, oh, okay. Like you're just tripping dog. Like this is just someone you've been seeing for a couple of weeks. This isn't like, it's okay to just say like, Hey, I don't think we should hang out anymore. Like, you know, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I would get so guilty about, about those things about breakups and how to whatever and maneuver through that. Um, But yeah, I just, I would say don't beat yourself up. Take time. Like it's cool. Like date. Don't, don't feel the necessity to like overdate or like, you know, don't hoe out. I mean, it, not when you're early on in, you know, I mean, being a, if you want to be a hoe, I think that's fine. And like, th- there's a whole, whole movement that I support. Like definitely like do you and, and have partners and, and be responsible and all of that, but don't feel obligated to do that as someone who is like going from, don't go from zero to 60.
0: Like you're like, if the goal is to play catch up.
1: Yeah. Don't, that that could be that's the treacherous part because you've I felt that and I felt like yeah. I needed to like oh I'm behind and I need to like, like let's get some numbers on the board let's like do that and it was like ooh, you just these are some people you should not be dating like yo also
0: that's just an, a, a lot of information to process totally. as one human body with yeah. one human brain yeah and
1: you're like and then you start making like these generalizations <laughs> like oh well you know people are like this and you date someone you're like oh people are not like that and it's like it's a lot
0: well Mike, I love talking to you. This, this was, was great. really great. I'm thank so you. glad. Sierra was like, I um, met this awesome person and dropped the Mic that you have to have on the show and uh, I think it was totally the right choice. Thank you. Um, and I I can't wait to see what other success that you have. It's going
1: to be a lot of success. Like, yes. you're going to be like, I got to turn the TV <laughs> off because this boy <laughs> is doing too much.
0: All over the TV. Yeah. But it was yeah. really great to talk to you. It's so thank great. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you.